Do you know that from your position you can change your situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. God, hallelujah. We're still on our series, Receiving Divine Guidance. Hallelujah. And we have gone through a lot of major, major points in the Word of God, teaching us and admonishing us about how to receive divine guidance from God. Hallelujah. We've seen that the primary way God guides his children is through the inner witness. Yes, he leads us through his word. The word of God defines to us generally what is the will of God. So studying the 66 books of the Bible, we come to find out the will of God. Hallelujah. But there are specifics uh, that God would want to guide us into as touching our lives, ministries, and destinies. So as touching those specifics, the primary way God leads us, guides us, is through the inner witness. Hallelujah. And then he also guides us through our conscience. That's the voice of our spirit. And then thirdly, he guides us through the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And then fourthly, that's what we want to consider. Amen. Today, glory to God. We understand that in all of these guidances or instructions that we receive from the Lord, we have to prove them by the Word of God. The Word of God is the yardstick. The Word of God is the instrument of um, precision and accuracy. It's the weighing balance. The Word of God is the litmus paper through which or by which we test all these instructions that we receive from God. Hallelujah. Amen. The fourth way God guides us is through visions, dreams, and revelations. Visions, dreams, and revelations. Let's all say visions, dreams, and revelations. Amen. God guides us through visions, dreams, and revelations. Um, To a lot of people, it may be a little bit um, um, confusing when it comes to visions, dreams, and revelations. So I'll start by way of definition, so that you don't take this teaching out of context. Hallelujah. 
you hear people say i have a vision what is your vision in life amen in other words what's your purpose in life where are you driving at in life that's not what we mean here someone may come up and say i have a dream i want to reach africa with the gospel of our lord jesus christ that's not the kind of dream we're talking about here so i have to define my keywords so that you can place this teaching within context what is a vision a vision is an audio an audio and or an audio and or visual perception an audio and or a visual perception of the human spirit a visual perception of the human spirit of spiritual realities of spiritual realities amen and if you want to use the prepositions in a way that will help you you can put it this way it's an audio and or a visual perception of spiritual realities by the human spirit hallelujah see that so you see the human spirit has the ability to hear and to see hallelujah the human spirit has the ability to hear and to see so in line with this the human spirit therefore can hear and see things in the realm of the spirit just as much as your physical eyes can see things in the realm of the physical and your physical ears can hear things in the realm of the physical your spiritual person the spiritual man on the inside can both see and hear hallelujah so you see vision that we'll talk about here is an audio and or a visual perception of the human spirit of spiritual realities praise the lord that's that's vision how many of us got that good now let's look at dream sometimes people confuse a vision for a dream or visions for dreams all right there's a difference a dream by definition is a form of vision a dream is a form of vision vision in context now a dream is a form of vision that happens when one is asleep when one is asleep that is one is in sleep when you are asleep or you are in sleep amen the perception of your spirit in audio and or visual dimensions of spiritual realities amen is a dream 
is a dream. So you cannot have a dream during the day without being asleep. Scripturally, you cannot. But someone could have a dream as in a vision for life. To be an engineer, what's your dream in life? But that's not what we're referring to here. Is that clear? Good. Hallelujah. What then is a revelation? A revelation is an unveiling. A revelation is an unveiling. An unveiling. A disclosure. It's an unveiling, a disclosure, a manifestation. An unveiling, a disclosure, a manifestation of spiritual realities. Of spiritual realities in such a way and manner, in such a way and manner that such realities are brought to light. In such a way and manner that such realities are brought to light. That's a revelation. You see that? You could have dreams and have some symbolic connotations in dreams. You could have a vision and have some symbolic connotations in those visions. But you cannot have a revelation without understanding. I may be sharing my revelation with you and you may not understand it, but I understand the revelation. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you can catch the spirit of my revelation and then understand my revelation. But I could share my revelation with you without you understanding my revelation. But there's no way I can receive a personal revelation from God without understanding. There is no such thing in scriptures. Hallelujah. Every revelation from God comes with an understanding. The root word from which that word revelation was taken in the Greek is apocalypsis. Apocalypsis. It means bringing to light, manifesting, unveiling. That's what it means. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. So that's it. That's what it means. How many of us got that? Now, the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ that he gave to the Apostle Paul, he understood it perfectly. If you read the epistles and you do not allow the spirit of that same revelation that came to the Apostle Paul of our Lord Jesus Christ help you to understand it, you may not understand it. But the Apostle Paul did. The revelation that the Lord Jesus Christ through his holy angels gave to the apostle John on the Isle of Patmos. He understood it. If you read the book of Revelation, all right, and you don't read it in the spirit of that same revelation that came to the apostle John, you may not understand it. But everyone who receives a revelation from God receives an understanding with it because it always brings to light spiritual realities, apocalypses, to unveil, to disclose, to manifest, to reveal. That's what it means. Praise God. How many of us got that? All right. 
There are different types of visions. Now, so well, why, why do we have to know this? I want you to know these things because I want you to get yourself ready for to come up to visions and revelations. Can someone say amen to that? Yeah. That was what the Lord told me while I was praying and preparing for this uh, message. He said, I will take my people to visions and revelations. Amen? So you have to understand it so you don't mess it up. Understanding is a wellspring of life to whomsoever has it. Hallelujah. All right. There are different types of visions. Uh, Basically, there are four types of visions. Some people stress three. But I want to stress four because the Bible stresses four. Hallelujah. The first type of vision is spiritual vision. Write it down. Spiritual vision. Spiritual vision. The second type is known as night vision. You could call it dream. Dream. Night vision. The third type is a trance. T-R-A-N-C-E. A trance. Trance. T-R-A-N-C-E. And the fourth type is what is known as the open vision. Open vision. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we do a recap of that? Yes. Night vision. Trance. Open vision. Those are the four types of visions we have in scriptures. Amen. Those are the four types. Now, I want you to note this, that um, a spiritual vision is that which is seen with your spirit without any involvement of your five physical senses. Amen. You see it with your spirit without any involvement of your five physical senses. That means your five physical senses are not involved in any way. In other words, they cannot perceive it. They can't touch it. Your spirit picks it up without any involvement of your five physical senses. In other words, your five physical senses are unfruitful. They are not productive. Praise God. That's a spiritual vision. That means... I could stand here right now and see an angel and I'll be the only one seeing that angel with the eyes of my spirit, not with my physical eyes. And any other person around cannot participate of that vision because it's spiritual. Except the person is granted entrance into that same vision. Praise God. Uh That's a spiritual vision. That means you are seeing something different with your physical eyes and then seeing another thing with your spiritual eyes. That's spiritual vision. That means your five physical senses, your eye, sense of sight, sense of hearing, sense of taste, sense of feeling, all right, and all other senses don't have any part to play in it. 
I may be praying for someone, and as I lay my hands, I see a frog hanging around the person's ear. That's a demon spirit. But with my physical eyes, I am seeing that same person without a frog. But with the eyes of my spirit, I can see a frog hanging there. So I say, you foul spirit, go in Jesus' name. And someone says, why did he say that? He saw something. It's possible to see with the eyes of your spirit. Amen? You remember Ephesians chapter 1? You start the reading from verse 15 downwards. You know, the Apostle Paul was praying for the Ephesians, and then he said that the eyes of your understanding being what? Enlightened. That you may know. So there's such a thing as the eyes of your understanding. They are the eyes of your spirit. He's talking about the perception of your spirit. Praise God. Yeah, it can be enlightened. It can be enlightened. That's why you sit beside people in church and then while the worship is going on, someone is crying and then the other person is wondering why that person is crying. Alright? I mean, what is happening here? Why is she crying? Alright? There's a perception on the inside. It has nothing to do with the five physical senses. Amen? There's a perception on the inside. Glory to God. See that? So the person cries. Alright? In church, you see someone so soaked with the Spirit of God and she's rolling on the floor or he's rolling on the floor. And then the other person is wondering, why on earth could someone of this caliber, of this, of this pedigree, roll on the floor? What is happening here? Alright? You see, the person is no longer aware of his or her status. The person is aware of God's majesty. It's a perception. And then the person just wants to, I mean, just worship God. Glory to God. So you see, the human spirit has the ability to perceive. Never forget that. Amen? That's a spiritual vision. Let's all say spiritual vision. Amen. Now, let me give you an instance here. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 9, if you start the reading from verse 10, are you there? Okay. Let me locate it here. Acts of the Apostles 9, let's start the reading from verse... um, Okay. Now let's start reading from verse 4. Okay, let's start from verse 2. Okay, let's start from verse (laughs) 1. Praise God. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest. And desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of these way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? 
And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. <laughs> Praise God. You see that the men that were with him heard a voice, the voice of the Lord Jesus. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Though they did not hear the other part of it, but they heard that voice. All right, I believe the Lord allowed them to hear that voice so they wouldn't suppose Saul for a mad person. They knew he actually had a genuine encounter with a supernatural being. They knew that. And that being was Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But they never saw him. Saul saw a bright light shining. All right? And at that moment, he saw the bright light with his spirit. His physical eyes went blind. Praise the Lord. His physical eyes went blind. But with his spirit, he could see. And then he saw the Lord and heard the mandate that the Lord placed on his life and his ministry. Praise God. Hallelujah. See that? That was a spiritual vision. Let's all say a spiritual vision. Amen. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. Now, I can give you more example on that, but we have to be very fast now. Amen. I may give you more examples on that much later. The second one is a night vision. A night vision. A night vision is a dream. Your five physical senses are suspended. Are suspended. Of course, when you are dreaming, your eyes are not open. Or when you are asleep, rather, your eyes, your physical eyes are not open. All right? You don't feel as much as you would naturally. Not that you don't feel at all. But you see, they are suspended. Your five physical senses are suspended. Then your spirit is sensitized, activated, and then can pick up spiritual realities. That's a night vision. Hallelujah. Uh, particularly, particularly when that person is more active in the flesh than in the spirit. All right? God will always communicate his will at night. So he'll always get you to sleep before he tells you anything. Amen. And that's not always very beautiful. It's not God's perfect will. I don't mean God does not speak to us through night visions. Don't misunderstand me. But God does not always speak through night visions. Because what if a disaster um, is um, about to hit you, all right? And you just have like uh, 30 minutes to design it and escape. Praise God. Do you have to sleep? Go to bed and sleep and then wake up one hour after. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Amen. Anyway, God speaks through night visions. Hallelujah. Yes, he does. He does. That's a dream. 
Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20. The Bible says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. That's a night vision. See that? In a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. And now I was studying through that account, and I saw that all through the encounters that Joseph had with God, God could only communicate his will to Joseph through a night vision, dream. dream now look at Matthew 2 and verse 12 and being warned of God in a dream see that that they should not return to Herod they departed into their own country another way talking about the wise men from the eastern part of the world that came all right and when they were departed behold the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. You see that again, in a dream. Saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and thou there until, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt. Hallelujah. See that? Matthew 2 and verse 19. Behold, when Herod was dead, but when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. See that? Saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. You see that? In a dream. So God does speak through dreams. Night visions. Let's not say night visions. Alright? The third one is a trance. A trance. Of course, you know it's a type of um, vision. When you have your five physical senses partially suspended partially suspended in a night vision you are asleep and you're not aware of what is happening around you your five physical senses are suspended but your spirit is active and sensitive to God to receive from God in a trance you're in between sleeping and not sleeping how many of us understand what I'm saying uh -huh. Sometimes, having woken up in the morning, you, uh, you know, still feel a little bit sleepy, but you are not deeply asleep. So, you could be dozing off this way, alright? And then, you know that you are still aware of what is happening around you to a degree, partially. And then, you begin to see things. It's possible, alright? You begin to see things in the spirit, with the eyes of your spirit. Hallelujah. 
That's a trance. How many of us have had a trance before in our life? In our walk with God, a trance. Anybody like that, wave your hand, shout hallelujah. All right. That is a trance. I want to read to you the account of someone who lived in this realm of visions and trances 24-7. Amen. And anytime he heard the voice of God, that was his experience. Numbers chapter 24. In verse 3. And he took up his Bible and said, Balaam, the son of Beor, had said, and the man whose eyes are open had said. Can you imagine? The man whose eyes are open had said. He had said, which heard the words of God, which saw the vision of the Almighty, falling into a trance. But having his eyes open, how goodly are they, are thy tents, O Jacob, and thy tabernacles, O Israel. Praise God. Balaam was a man who lived in visions and trances. Amen? His eyes were open 24-7. That means even while asleep, his eyes were open in the spirit. What a man. Hallelujah. Though he loved the reward of iniquity at a time in his life, but that did not shut his eyes. His eyes were still open. Until he got so deep into it that his eyes were closed. Alright? His eyes became closed. He got so close to an angel but couldn't recognize him. But his eyes did. Praise God. That was how dumb he became. <laughs> Until the ass spoke as though a man. Are you so dumb, prophet? Can't you see an angel in front there? And then the Lord granted him vision and then he saw. His eyes were open. But the reward of iniquity got into a point that his eyes became closed. Hallelujah. Well, the point is this. He was a man who had visions and trances. Let's on say visions and trances. Alright? You see, these things are very, very, very common in the office of a prophet. Mostly you see a prophet I saw, you know, look at angels all around and someone is looking around like this. <laughs> look at you. Alright? You can't see them that way. Alright? The eyes of the prophet's spirit are opened to see. God is granting that person vision to see. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. Mm -hmm. Look at um, Hosea chapter 12 and verse 10. Hosea 12 and verse 10, I have also spoken by the prophets and I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the prophets. See that? 
I have multiplied visions. I have used similitudes, similitudes, trances. I have a lot of experiences along this line, but I, I may not go into them now. Praise God. Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See that? So you can be guided by the Spirit through a trance. You remember the Apostle Peter, right? Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10. We'll start the reading here from verse um, 9. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10 and verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew near unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. That, that was about um, 12 noon. All right? About the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into what? A trance. What did he fall into? A trance. All right? And you see, when visions come and trances come, all right, they hardly come to you in a way that you can manipulate them. No. They pull you to themselves. Now, note what he said. He said he fell into a trance. Praise God. Hallelujah. The, the trance did not fall into him. He fell into it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's a spiritual things of this kind. Come with an anointing to pull you. So you fall into them. Hallelujah. Now, that, that means you don't cook up a trance, you don't cook up a vision, you don't manufacture a trance, you don't manufacture a vision, all right? You fall into them. They will pull you by the Holy Ghost, and then you begin to see. Praise God, hallelujah. I had a couple of them overnight. Praise God, amen? Now, note what happened here. The Bible says, and saw heaven opened, verse 11, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet neat at the four corners, and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, no, not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God had cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. That means he did not kill and eat. Alright, it happened three times. Now verse 17. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision, you see that, which he had seen, should mean. Behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house 
and stood before the gate. They stood before the gate. Praise the Lord. You see that? And then the Spirit said unto Peter, Three men seek thee. Go with them, asking or doubting nothing. Hallelujah. You see that? Now, in that trance, God was painting a picture of the salvation of the Gentiles. He wanted to bring the Gentiles into the benefits of redemption. Hallelujah. But Peter thought they were unclean. So, did not want to kill and eat. He didn't want to participate in that will of God. And then Jesus said to him, What I have cleansed, call not unclean. Glory to God. Well, as he was thinking about that, what could this mean? What could it mean? All right, those men that Cornelius sent, having seen an angel of the Lord, um, to come preach to him and his household um, the gospel of peace, the gospel of salvation that Peter was going to bring to them. Those men that he sent arrived. And the Spirit of God said to him, Three men seek thee. Now God was guiding him by a trance. You see that? To follow and dine with the Gentiles. To stay in their midst. To preach the word of God to them. Praise the Lord. See that? And for doing that, if you study Acts of the Apostles 11, he was criticized by the Jewish believers. He was criticized. He had to stand, the Apostle Peter had to stand before the board of elders and was defending the cause of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That he didn't go of his own will. Thank God he went with witnesses. And they could bear witness of the fact that he went there according to the leading of the Holy Ghost. And the people at the house of Cornelius received the Holy Ghost the same way they received the Holy Spirit in Acts of the Apostles chapter 2. Hallelujah. See that? That's a trance. Amen. I said amen. See? The fourth one is the open vision. Open vision. Let's not say open vision. All right? Open vision is when your five physical senses are very much active. Yet, you see with your, the eyes of your spirit what God is showing you. Your five physical senses are very much active. That means your five physical senses can see what you are seeing in your spirit. Your five physical senses can see. Your physical eyes can see as much as your spiritual eyes are seeing. If I have an open vision here, all right, everybody around here can partake of it because it's open. It's not closed. That means if um, an angel walked in physically, for example, all right, um, everybody can see that angel. That's open. It's a vision that is open. Open to the recipient of the vision and then the people around him or her, as the case may be. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let, let, me, let me give you an example of this. First Samuel chapter 3. 
And the child, verse 1, Samuel, ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days, in other words, scarce. And there was no open vision. There was no open vision. That means Israel was used to open visions. But there was no open vision. Now, jump to verse 11 of that same 1 Samuel 3. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do, you see that? Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows. Because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor offering forever. Verse 15. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Hallelujah. Now, look at this. You remember when the word of the Lord came unto Samuel and then he supposed God's voice for Eli. And then he went to Eli and said, Sir, you called me. He said, No, I didn't call you. Went back again. It happened the second time and then the third time. And then Eli perceived that that was the voice of God. Amen? And then he said, Go back. Now, lie on your bed. Whenever you hear this voice, say, Speak, Lord. Thy servant hear it. So when he heard that voice, he knew it was the voice of the Lord. Amen? Now, the voice of God came to Samuel in a vision. Now, remember the definition of a vision. Can we, can we recall? Please go back to it. Recall. What's the definition of the vision given there? Good. It's an audio and or not all. Amen. You see, that's, that's how people fail exams. You see that if you put all there for me, I'll give you zero. It's that simple. All right? You have to listen carefully. And all. I remember what's not the meaning between, you know, all and and. Aha. Uh-huh. So it could be audio visual or audio alone or visual alone. There are times you get a vision from God and it's just audio. You just hear and you are not seeing anything. But most of the time people believe that any time you receive a vision from God, it must be um, a vision, a sight, seen. But that's not always the case. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Now notice the Bible says there was no open vision. 
And what God said to Samuel, he said to him, and the Bible recorded that what God said was a vision. Wow. How many of us saw that? Look at verse 15 of that same 1 Samuel 3. Let's read verse 15 together. 1, 2, 3, let's go. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the word of the Lord. No, the vision. Notice he didn't say the vision which he saw. The vision. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, let me, let me show you another one. Psalm 89, verse 19. Then thou speakest in vision to thy Holy One, and sayest, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. I have found David my servant with my holy oil. I have anointed him with whom my hand shall be established. My arm shall also strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted, and on and on like that. Now notice what it says in verse 19. Then thou speak or spoke in vision to thy anointed. You see that? To thy holy one. And sayest, I have laid help. That means the word of God came unto Nathan, the prophet, in a vision, to tell David these things. David wrote them down, memorized them, put them in his heart, made them his own personal prophecies. Hallelujah. He came in a vision. Glory to God. There are times, alright, there are times, I sit down there and I hear with my spirit. That's an audio vision there is a visual one and there's an audio visual one now the people that were with the apostle paul and he saw before he became the apostle paul amen notice they heard that voice right but they didn't see paul both heard and saw Glory to God. That's a vision. Now go back to the definition of a vision. Again, I want you to go back to it. Amen. Let's read it. One, two, three, go. A vision is an audio and or a visual perception of the human spirit of spiritual realities. That's a vision. Praise the Lord. Uh, I said, praise the Lord. Okay. Now, it was open in the sense that it was so loud. If anybody was with Samuel right there, that person would have heard that same voice. It was that loud. That means Samuel did not only hear it with his spirit. 
He heard it with his physical ears. And it was that real, so much that he ran towards Eli, supposing Eli was the one calling him. There are times you hear the voice of God that, that real, that loud. Amen. I said amen. Now come over to Acts of the Apostles chapter 10, very quickly. Acts of the Apostles 10. We'll start the reading from verse 3. Talking about Cornelius, the Bible says he saw in what? A vision. He saw in a vision, evidently. Let's all say evidently. You see, I checked the word evidently from the root word. It means openly. Openly. Clearly. Evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him. You see that? And saying unto him, Cornelius. About the ninth hour. That was about uh, 3 p.m. Praise God. See that? So about the ninth hour, Coming unto him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid. Now notice, Cornelius looked on the angel, right? He actually saw the angel. He was afraid. He was, in other words, he was terrified. <laughs> Amen. Someone says, ah, why was he afraid? <laughs> It shows you have not seen an angel before. Alright, if you see an angel, alright, no matter how naturally, no matter how filled with the Holy Ghost you are, they have terrifying looks. The first thing they say is, fear not. <laughs> when you see, Marco <laughs> Sabrahaya. When, when you see the eyes, you see the eyes of someone shining like as those, the sun. All right, and then smoke is coming out of the eyes like that. And he says, Hello, how are you? <laughs> you want to say, Not me, are you? <laughs> Notice, I, I, I know this for sure. All right, the gift of designing of spirits. All right, Walk, walks hand in hand with the gift of faith. <laughs> There are some things God will do in your life. It will take faith to receive them. Okay, God parting the Red Sea before you. And say, go through it! Ah. Uh-uh. You want to say, hey, Lord, this is miraculous. Uh-huh. <laughs> it will take faith. You know, you begin to think, what if this thing comes... I mean, you see water, you know, like a wall on your right and on your left hand side. All right? And then you see dry land. And then you see shark there, like a massive aquarium. Do you see? see, see. And then he says, walk through it. <laughs> Little one that bounces by faith, they crossed the Red Sea. It was by faith. Uh, I know there's someone here. 
the kind of miracle God will do for you before this year runs out, it will take faith to receive it. If you're that person, say a bigger amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, someone was narrating to me the sight of an angel she saw. <laughs> she looked at him and said, ah! The eyes were just going like this. And then like balls going through 60 degrees with light coming. All right? Fierce looking, tall and huge. At times you want to look at the head of an angel and the cloud covers the head. They are terrible beings. <laughs> you know, so you see, if you have not really gotten into the spirit of spiritual experiences, don't just open your mouth to say anything. All right? Because a lot of people can quickly pass comments because they don't know spiritual things as much as they should know them. You see, if you see an angel, I don't mean that fear, all right, is in you in that sense, but that strange sight. All right? Will push you and say, ah, could there be a being like this? Amen. So that was what happened to, to Cornelius. Now note this very carefully. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? You know, in other words, this is a superior being. Of course, they are not Lord to us in, under the New Testament. Amen. But you see, angels have fairy sight. Looks. And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God, and now send men to Joppa, and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon Etana, whose house is by the seaside. Let's all say word of knowledge. Uh, that was an angel giving him word of knowledge. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called, you see, the angel came into him, and then what? Departed. In other words, came unto him, and then departed. Praise God. That means the angel actually came unto him, and then left. He came. He saw the angel physically. Now, I read in a book, all right, that it was a spiritual vision, all right? And then I believed it, but I read it again. I read the Bible again, and I saw it was not spiritual. It was an open vision. Amen. And departed. Praise God. Someone says, well, is that possible? The Bible says we should not be forgetful to entertain what? Strangers. For some entertained angels unawares. That means they did not know it was an angel. That means the angel walked in physically as though a man. Mm-hmm. 
But for someone who has been sharpening his discerning or discernment, that person can recognize. Amen? You can recognize that this is an angel. Praise God. You know, someone was um, sharing with me how that the car was in the mud, you know, was trapped down in the mud. And then he began to pray, oh, Lord, God, what do I do now? What do I do now? Please, Lord, send help, 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 help. Praying in tongues, praying in understanding. Now, all of a sudden, a man showed up. He said, anything the matter, can I help you? He said, it's my car and all that. And then he said, where's the jack? The rate at which he did it. All right? It was after the man had disappeared that he came to his senses that, ah, jack, in less than two minutes, chuk, 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 the car was up and then pushed the thing. And then, ah, it was much later that he dawned on him, it was an angel. Praise the Lord. Now the point is, in an open vision, all right, your eyes are wide open, seeing spiritual realities as much as your, the eyes of your spirit are seeing them. If the Lord permits me, I will share a little bit with you. Hallelujah. You know, that's an open vision. I remember something happened. I had an encounter with God some years back in J204 PG Hall. The first bedside on your right if you enter in through the door. All right? Hallelujah. <laughs> I was the only one in that room that day. I was meditating. It was time for my quiet time. And so I was meditating on the word of God. And then I knew with my spirit that someone was about to enter in. So I turned backwards to see who was about to enter in. I did not see anybody physically, but I knew someone was walking towards me. And then all of a sudden, the person became real, tangible. Amen. My body was shaking, but there was peace in my spirit. How could a strange person, very tangible that you could touch, but you couldn't see physically, sit beside you? Amen. And then all of a sudden, I saw the glory of God. Hallelujah. And then he said to me, I am the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it was strange. I thought you are in me. How come you walk into my room? He said, I'm everywhere. Hallelujah. And for three hours, he spoke to me. He shared with me about my future, the dreams ahead of me, what he wanted me to do. Hallelujah. I can never forget that Bible. It's still then in my archive. 
I was sobbing like a baby, tears just dropping on the Bible. I was meditating on the book of Psalms. Hallelujah. He said, remember, I'm always with you. And I'm in you. Amen. He said, I will come again this same way. Hallelujah. And then the second one happened when I was in, um, in Lagos. I was reading this book, The Anointing of the Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. As I was meditating on that book, I said, Lord, what is the anointing? And then I heard the voice of God, this is the anointing. All right? The whole room was as though a solid block. The whole space in the room was as though a solid block. My hands were stiffened. My legs were stiffened. I could not move them because everywhere was a solid block. (laughs) For three hours. I was there under that influence of the spirit. It was strong. And then he said, by my mercy, you will walk in this. And I lifted my hand when I heard that voice, by my mercy, I lifted my hand. All right. I could pack some substance of the solid block. The anointing is tangible. Yeah. I could pack some of it. And that's why when we throw it at people, they fall. Amen? Yeah. Sometimes we worship that way again and again and again, and the glory intensifies. You could pack some of it. And then take that power. Alright? The anointing is tangible. Glory to God. The following day, I went to church. That was on a Saturday. The Sunday... Thereafter, I went to church. I was to minister. I heard that voice again. Step aside. I want to minister. So I stepped aside. The people were looking at me. I was looking at them. They didn't understand what was happening. I thought you were to minister. And that was the question some of them were asking much later. And all of a sudden, the glory of God hit that room. Those that needed to be saved, they ran forward. I don't know what they heard. Those that were sick were healed instantly. There was a woman that had a swollen leg, all right, stepped on some a charm or something, and the leg was swollen. Came down immediately and became normal, as though nothing ever happened. Amen. There was a man whose back was bent. The back was straightened. Just like that, I didn't pray for anybody. And for like 45 minutes, one hour, there was no noise. Children could not cry. They couldn't cry. No movement. People could not come in from the outside. And when we were done, when he was done, he said, I'm done now. And I said, let's lift up our hands and begin to worship God. That was the end of that service. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, I want you to get ready for services like that. Amen. 
Glory to God. Amen. And then, when I was reading Ezekiel, and then he, saw, he said he saw the glory of God. He saw the Spirit of God, and he was describing the Holy Spirit. Alright? For someone, you feel like, ah, Amen? Until I had an encounter. Amen? And I saw the glory of God. Praise God. Amen. And that's why some of us, some of us cannot play two. Because we want to test or taste a higher level of glory. We can't be glorying in sin. Because there's something sweeter. There's something better. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I'll share that. Now, I remember there was a day that was our former venue. I was, um, I was seated here, and then I fell into a trance. A trance is like, it's like sleep is coming on you, and you're struggling with it, but it's a holy sleep. Yeah, you fall into a trance. You know, I was, I was seated there, and my head just went down that way, and then I saw in the spirit, a young lady, I saw her face clearly. A young lady who had asthma, alright, and then I saw as though a cloud, a dark cloud around, you know, the chest area, alright, the lungs and all that. I saw that in the spirit, and I heard the voice of God. Rebuke that foul spirit. It will leave. Tell her to run. Amen. And then I lifted up my head. And I looked backwards, and I saw that lady. I could recognize the lady. And then I stood up when it was time to minister. I said, you, come here. She came. I rebuked that spirit and went, run! And she began to run, and that was it. She was healed. Glory to God. Amen. I fell into a trance. Amen. Hallelujah. If you really know the Lord and you share the deep revelations of God that you've had in line with scriptures, not weird things, in line with scriptures, hallelujah, it will cause the heart of those who seek vanity to be humbled. Paul said, you guys are pushing me. Second Corinthians 12. You guys are pushing me to brag a little. All right. Let's come to visions and revelations. About 14 years ago, I knew a man. Either in the body or outside the body, I can't tell. God knows. Was caught up onto the third heaven. When he began to say such things, <laughs> this guy now, possible. <laughs> he said, but you guys, you have pushed me to, to, to glory. But then, if any man will glory, let him glory in the Lord, that he knows the Lord. That's our glory. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. One night I had a night vision. I saw Pastor E. Adeboye in a meeting. I was seated very close 
to the front row. And then he was ministering, and I heard the voice of God, look, 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 look. And then I looked. <laughs> All of a sudden, the jacket that he's wearing changed. And I saw a white robe. This flowing robe, Agbada, on him. He said, that's the true man there. And then I screamed, I said to the Lord, it's a spiritual principle. It's a spiritual principle. Elisha saw Elijah when he was being cut up. And as he was changed, he said, my father, my father. Amen. He said, you have shown me this man. Let there be a change, a transference. Hallelujah. And as I said that, he smiled. <laughs> he stopped the message. He smiled. He said, you come. You know me. Right? I said, yes, I do. And then he laid hands on me. When I woke up, I was thinking on the vision. The word of the Lord came unto me and said, though you don't have anything to do with him physically, all right, but the same thing you saw in the revelation will happen life. The word of the Lord came unto me. And then it happened two years after. You see, let me tell you something. <laughs> Lord have mercy, man. <laughs> you remember Daniel? He saw visions of God. And then the angel that came to reveal those visions to him said, these visions are true. All right? But the time of fulfillment is not now. That it didn't come to pass suddenly, all right, does not mean it was not God. And then he was to come to minister on campus. And one of the profs, you know, part of the organizing team, called me and said, you're going to lead prayers. I didn't even know that he was seated. So I walked upstage, and then I was to lead prayers and all that. And then the VC called me, Pastor, Baba is here. And I, oh, Baba is here. So I just prostrated, and he laid his hands on me. One. And then I ministered when I was done. I went there again, he laid his hands on me. The same words he said in the vision two years ago. He said the same words. Amen? Uh-huh. You see, I saw it and it happened. Let me stop at this. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So you see, spiritual things are real. Now, you have every right under God to flow in visions and revelations. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you the right you have under God. Turn in your Bibles very quickly to Joel 
Joel, 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 Joel 2 and verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, right? And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. All right, say, I'm a son. Say it again. Say, I'm a son. In the kingdom of God. In the house of God. Now he says you will prophesy. So you see, it's not wrong to expect to prophesy. It is God's will for us all to prophesy. Speak in inspired utterance by the Holy Ghost in a known language. That's prophecy. Amen. It's scriptural. Your old men shall dream dreams. You see that? And he says, your young men shall see what? Visions. How many of us are young at heart here? Amen. He says, we shall see what? It's, it's not wrong to expect to see visions. Someone says, no, no, don't desire visions. No. Not strange voices. Don't desire or seek voices. Amen. You see, we are in the time and era of prophecies, dreams, and what? Visions. Now, when you say visions, I mean spiritual vision, all right? Trance, night vision, and what? Open vision. It's scriptural to see visions. Glory to God. Uh Paul said... I will come to visions and revelations. Wow. Wow. Glory to God. Uh, I had an encounter overnight. I saw someone. You know, I see a lot. There was a brother I called. I said, look at what you have been doing with social person. And he started crying. You know how I saw. Sometimes I will see people you know, in church, doing one thing or the other. And I say, why did you do that? There was a beloved one I called. I said, you've been doing this. He said, that's true. Uh, Amen. Because at night, all throughout the night, when my body is resting, my spirit is just transacting, receiving, just receiving, drawing visions from God. Hallelujah. Uh Uh-huh. I had an encounter and I saw a vision. I had been desiring it. I said, Lord, take this ministry from the place, the level of 5 million, 10 million, 20 million. Take us into the level of hundreds of millions and thousands of millions because there's so much to do. And I was praying that way. I desired it from the sitting room. I prayed it and prayed it and prayed it. I got to my bed. It was a thought. And I was praying it and I was praying it and I was praying it and I fell asleep. And then I saw in a night vision a man of God who is in that realm much more. And then he walked to me and said, the Lord has sent me to you. And then he spoke a particular verse of scripture and it says come up into it hallelujah and i rose 
in that level of glory and I came up to it. I woke up and I smiled. I said, ah. Amen. I just, I just knew it. Deep down in my spirit, I had peace. I had a witness and I knew it. And at that moment, I knew this ministry has moved to another level. I just knew it. Amen. Now, if you don't like to make money, get out of this place. All right? Because there's an anointing for wealth. (laughs) If you believe it, say a bigger amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the devil also shows people visions and dreams. You know why? Because people live in the zone of the wicked one. Someone says in the zone of the wicked one. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27. Can you display it? Ephesians 4 and verse 27. 1, 2, 3. Let's go read it. Neither give place to the devil. Now, is it possible to give the devil place? Yeah. If it were not possible, he wouldn't have said, neither give place to the devil. Now, go to verse 26. Be you what? Angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Verse 27, neither give place to the devil. Let someone say anger. Say it again, say anger. For, for those of you who sleep with anger, it's an opportunity to receive a demonic dream. I'm telling you, I'm serious, I'm telling the truth. I'm not, it's, I'm telling you. Sometimes people, People who don't understand spiritual things, they can't. Oh, no, 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 nonsense, no, no, no. and I, they will scatter everywhere. And then they now take a pillow. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. It's, it's, you don't do such things. You better deal with that anger. Go and make it right with that person. Why should you sleep over anger? Is it scriptural? Yeah. If you, if you are angry, what are you doing? You are giving who the, a place? The devil. Not God. Amen. Now, let me say this to you. For those of you who sit down with films, and then you view blue films, you see nude ladies, ladies who are nude, and then you see all sorts there. And then you want to sleep. You have given the devil some place in your life. Are you listening to me? Someone says, eh, really? <laughs> Look at you. You better wake up. Neither give place to whom? Neither give place to whom? Now go over. Go to Second Corinthians. Chapter 2 and verse 11. Start from verse 10. 
Alright? Is in your Bible? Alright, okay. Let's read together everybody. One, two, three, go. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it for your sakes, forgive I it in the person of Christ. The next verse. Lest Satan should take an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant. Now the preceding verse was talking about forgiving people. Unforgiveness gives the devil an advantage. It's clear from scriptures. Look at those people who always will be seeing themselves in their primary school all the time. And then in a very big river, you know, buffing and buffing and buffing and buffing and buffing. <laughs> Not swimming, no, buffing. <laughs> all right. You know, I, there was a beloved one I was sharing. He said... <laughs> He saw a baku in the dream. <laughs> I said, well, I don't even know how it looks like. <laughs> Praise God. So, listen, please get this. Get this, beloved. You have to get this. Huh? <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Amen. Now get this, beloved. Hmm. Many of you here, maybe say some, not many. All right? The major business you have is with Nollywood. And you feed on it so much. You see pictures. Let me show you one scripture. And then we'll close. Let me show you one scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 3. For a dream cometh through what? The multitude of business. You see, when you get busy with vanity, your dreams will be vain. That's what you're thinking. You don't keep thinking. For some, they meditate on lust. Nude pictures, you go online, and then there's something there showing you this. You think it's coming out like this, and then it's blinking. Chap, chip, chap, chip, chap, chip, chap. Click me, click me, click me, click me, click me. And then you say, eh, 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 eh. What is this? It's not manna. And then you go there and say, bam, and you click. And, say, eh? Eh? and then you click again. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Those thoughts lingering on your mind, you've given the devil a place. So through those thoughts, it can communicate demonic things to you. You see, some people don't sleep well. They ought to sleep well. The Bible says he gives his beloved sleep, rest. But the beloved of God has given the devil a place. You see, walking in love, forgiving people easily, is for your good. Someone is saying, ah, no, you don't pass, you don't know what the person did to you. You don't know. You are killing yourself. Pastor, you don't understand. Ah, pastor, you don't understand. Oh, he stole away my virginity. Ah, listen, 
you better forgive him and let him go. If you hold that bitterness, the devil will have a place. And, you know, give it to the devil. If he, if he gets a place in your life, he won't be satisfied. He wants the place. A place is not enough for him. So it's just like you're, you're giving the devil a big queue. He wants to come to the main building. Unforgiveness. <sighs> you think it's a small thing. When I said I forgive people in advance, <laughs> I forgive in advance. So, Amen. <laughs> I can't sleep over any grudge. Because how can you imagine, you know, a pastor that people will run to and say, Pastor, let's agree together. The pastor is now oppressed. Ah. <laughs> they don't tally. Praise the Lord. Your dream life ought to be a place of divine communication, not a place of demonic interaction. Your dream life should be a place where you hear from God. You wake up in the morning and you know the things that will happen for the next seven days, the next one month, and you're already planning. Your dream life should give your day a lift, your day a, a redefinition. Many a times I know the things to teach for the month when I wake up in the morning. Many a times I know the things to study personally when I wake up in the morning. I woke up this morning, you know what I was studying now? Wealth. I mean, I woke up in this WC, woke up very early. When I woke up, 4.35, wealth. I just ran through wealth, 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 riches, wealth, riches, wealth. How that God delivered people from poverty. He lifted the poor from the dunghill. I was meditating on that. I woke up. That's the way life should be. No. You see, let me tell you something. If you don't learn to walk in love, most of your spiritual energy will be used in waging wars. Instead of making progress. Some people are, oh Lord, deliver me. They say, hey, deliver me from this, deliver. They're always crying. Whereas some other people say, oh Lord, I enter into a new level. Some are battling with issues. Alright? The devil tells you, take your hands downward and begin to masturbate. Hey! You better say, I rebuke that foul spirit in Jesus' name. You want to take my life backwards? Never. Now, let me, let me say this to you. If Jesus Christ came to deliver us from sin, and the deliverance was effected through death, that was not easy. I mean, first of all, death is not easy. <laughs> Nobody dies and says it's easy. The kind of death he died on the cross, it was, a, it was a rugged, brutal death. And then he had to taste that which was bitter and was not easy to get, get us out of sin. Do you think there's anything good in sin? Amen. 
Don't you know you have been redeemed from it? If you get busy with sin, uh, you see, there are believers like that. They are just on one spot. They don't change. They don't make progress. They're just there. I told myself, I don't have time for sin anymore. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have only one business with righteousness. You see, um, uh, sometimes you have to relax with themes and all that. And then you're viewing all those things. <laughs> you still have time for that. <laughs> hey. Lord have mercy. So please don't envy some people when they are making progress. Some people don't have time for things that hold back. They don't have time. I am married. I have every right to my wife. All right? I can't get inspiration from blue films and all that so I can know how to deal with my wife. All right? Ungodly people anointed with the spirit of lust, teaching me how to sleep with my wife. What kind of inspiration is that? (laughs) I would rather ask the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And it will show me. Are you listening to me? I'll read Christian books on sex. I think I'll go online and I'll be reading things on sex. Me? Not me. I don't have time for such things. Have you gotten to that place too in your life that you don't have time for such things? You see, many people are not answering. <laughs> but we say, ah, pastor, I say I have some time for something. I don't have time for such things. I don't have it. Jesus indeed died to deliver me from sin. I don't have time for sin anymore. He paid, he paid that full price to get me out of it. And I'm out of it. I'm out. Oh, I am out. Oh, glory to God. I am out of it. <laughs> out. Amen. I am out of it once and for all. Hallelujah. I don't have time for it anymore. And I will never have time for it. Amen? I said amen? Amen. Guard your heart with all diligence. Proverbs 4 and verse 23. For out of it are the issues of life. Hey, don't allow thoughts of loss, unforgiveness, bitterness, mediocrity, vengeance, malice. Let me show you one more scripture and then we'll close. How many of you, you really enjoying this word? Amen. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. The Bible says to the pure, how many things are pure? Are you there? Do you know the scripture I want to open? How many of us can discern? If you are there, say amen. <laughs> James chapter number three. You got it right? Uh-huh. Those are flowers, you know. 
Praise God. I've got some flowers in the house. Hallelujah. James chapter 3. We'll start reading from verse 13. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him what? Show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. See, what I'm sharing with you now is the application of new creation realities. You know? So I leave the foundational part for people in <clears throat> foundation school, teach it there, and then I'll come and teach you the application. If you are delivered from sin, what are you doing there? What are you doing in there? You have no business with it anymore. Amen? Sin has no dominion over you. Say no to it in Jesus' name and that's the end of it. Glory to God. See that? Now, can we read verse 13 together? One, two, three, let's go. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Is anybody wise here? Alright. He's asking a question there. He says, let him show out of what? A good conversation is works with meekness of wisdom. That's how to show your wise. Good conversation. Good carriage. Verse 14. Read 1, 2, 3, go. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. You see that? It says, if you have bitter, what? Envying and strife. You know, that's, that's, that's what some people are struggling with, strife. When you hear somebody else's um, success story, you, you, you begin to feel envious and bitter. Hey, you should go to a corner and cry and say, Lord, I mortify this bitterness. I lay it aside. Sin has no dominion over me anymore. I renew my mind to the truth of your word. Amen. Look at it. And strife in your heart. It says what? Glory not. And lie not against the truth. Don't say, well, it is well. Everything is fine. No, glory not. Lie not against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom, what? Descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and what? Was it writing to unbelievers? was saying those people who were walking in strife and were finding reasons for it he says it's a demonic thing it's inspired by the devil that's not the wisdom of god you see that verse 16 one two three let's go read this one this one is where we are going really can we read it together read it out loud one two three let's go for where envy and strife is there is confusion and every evil work. Where envy and strife is, there is what? Confusion and every... Now think about every evil work. Is oppression part of an evil work? What about nightmares? Amen. Now people say, well, I saw one lady in the dream and we're having sex together. I have never seen any lady in the dream having sex with me or I'm having sex with that lady. Mm-mm. I signed out of that long time ago. ago. Because I will treat every young woman in church as a sister with all purity. 
Amen. Before I fall asleep, I have dealt with any thought that is, I deal with it before I fall asleep. Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every evil work, strife, unforgiveness, malice, bitterness, anger. If you would take time to deal with those things, all right, you realize that your, your dream life will be fruitful. Walk in love, that's the key. In walking in love, do walk in strife. In walking in love, do walk in malice, bitterness, envy. We don't do that. Application of new creation realities. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, when, when you begin to live out this new life and let it influence your mind, all right, your thought life will be conditioned by the new life. Amen. And Paraventure, you saw anything that you know is not of God. Listen very carefully. If you have authority over the devil, then it means you have authority over his works as well. How many of us believe that? You see, if you peradventure had a terrible dream, the devil was trying to show you something, stand up and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cancel it. That's the end of it. Please don't pray any special prayer over it. It will weaken your faith. When you begin to call four, five, six, seven people together, come and see what devil is doing in my life. Oh. Ha, 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 yeah. you see? When you begin to do that, hey, they will tell see what the devil is doing in the life of our brother. Out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, every word is established. The devil is really walking in the life of our brother. Brethren, shall we pray? The devil is doing terrible things in the life of our brother. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The first day of this month, you know, I didn't tell you the things I saw. I just told you we have to be sensitive, right? I don't share those things. We'll pray against them and cancel them. All right? And then be sensitive. Full stop. They don't edify. Praise the Lord. I saw the wicked one in the dark. He thought, he thought he was shielded and covered. And then he was doing some things in the dark. The Lord says, see. See what he's doing. And I saw those things. I would not say, hey. I saw that. Ah, the devil wants to kill 20 people. And I said, ah, 20. See. That does not bring faith. It brings fear. We're just going to stand and cancel it. Amen. If you have a prayer partner, make sure your prayer partner is someone who believes the word of God. Are you listening to me? Don't have prayer partners. <laughs> and I want you agreeing. And you pray. You pray. And you say, ah. I perceive this prayer has not been answered. Though. We have to pray again, oh. Amen. Listen, is the devil that powerful? 
Why should we be praying as though Jesus Christ has not come to defeat the devil? Amen. Praise God. Paraventure! You have a dream that is unlike the will of God for you. Unlike God's word concerning you. Stand up right there and then and say, Devil, I have authority over you and I have authority over your works too. In the name of Jesus Christ, I nullify it. That's the end of it. And stop dropping prayer points all over churches. Brethren, pray for me. The devil wants to kill me. Don't talk that way. He's not that powerful. Stand in the liberty where with Christ has made thee whole. Alright? Be not entangled again with any yoke of bondage. Can someone say amen to that? Don't give him a place. You see, listen. If you will not give him a place, he can't have any place in your life. It's possible to live life in such a way that the devil has no place. Yeah! Don't give him a place. He's trying to look for that place. Don't give him a place. The Bible says, be sober and vigilant for your adversary, the devil. He's moving around seeking whom he may devour. He says, who resists steadfastly in the faith? Don't give him a place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See that? Don't give him a place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me tell you this. How many of us know the Apostle Paul was the Apostle of Grace? He preached grace all through. He preached grace so much that they misunderstood him. You know what they were saying behind him? Alright? They said, the Apostle Paul said, Let us continue to do evil that good may come. But did he say so? Now the same apostle in 1 Corinthians 5, he said what? You remember that brother? He said they should commit the apostle of grace. He said when you are gathered together, and my spirit is here, commit such a one to Satan. It tells you how terrible sin is. I can prostrate for you. Don't give sin sin. Don't, you have been delivered from it. Don't, don't mingle with sin. It will kill you. Don't mingle with it anymore. God has delivered us from sin. Do not mingle with it anymore. Are you listening to me? Uh huh. Sin is dishonor. Sometimes when I see Christians, the way they do something, I, I shake my hand. I say, ha, 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 ha. Lord, have mercy that the eyes of understanding be enlightened. Hallelujah. How many of us got to this message? You received it. Uh huh. Now get ready for visions and what? Revelations and dreams. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, right in services, people will see open visions. Are you listening to me? You will see them. The Bible says, in these last days, it says, He will pour out His Spirit. Upon our flesh, as our sons and daughters will prophesy, our old men will dream dreams. 
He says the young man will what? See visions. I can stand on that scripture and say, Lord, take me to visions and revelations. Amen? Yeah. Now begin to see things. You can see things that way to help people. Pray for people. Help people. You can say, brother, all right, have you perceived this thing? And you say, um, I'm thinking about it. Why not take time to pray about it? As pastors, if you don't walk in the gifts of the Spirit and visions and revelations, you cannot pastor supernaturally. It's not possible. People will be doing all sorts under... And a lot of, a lot of hypocrisy will be going on without you knowing it. You have to pastor supernaturally. If a businessman, there are people that can finish the company, all right, in less than 24 hours. If you can't design them on time, they can wreck the wealth you have been building all your life. In less than 24 hours. So doing business is not just, uh, you know, have hard sense. Lord have mercy. Shall we rise to our feet? Paraventure you had a dream or you normally have dreams and then you wake up and you forget. You know what it means? Your body has been more active than your spirit. That stands in conclusion of the matter. That means somehow God got a revelation across to your spirit and then you woke up and plunged into the body again. You should wake up and remember your dreams. Are you listening to me? Remember that God God was saying something. Some people say, ah, but God said something, something like that, something... I saw something. I saw something. What is, what is that something? For those who have not been enjoying your dream life, night season, I stand as one called and sent of God. I declare over you, no more demonic transactions, no more nightmares, no more terrible dreams in the name of Jesus. Your dream life is a place of divine communication. Your dream life is a ladder touching the earth, reaching unto heavens in the name of Jesus. Angels ascending, descending in the name of Jesus. Because you are the house of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. The glory of God is intensifying. I can see it all over this place. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and bless Him. Bless Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I heard the voice of God say, Tell my people if they will keep to the things that I have shared with them through you. The conduit of communication will be pure. Pure streams of revelation, dreams, visions will come. They will see clearly. They will understand my plan. They will walk with it. Sit down for a while. You remember Solomon sacrificed 1,000 sacrifices before the Lord, burnt offerings, and he slept. He had a dream. The Lord placed an open check before him, and then he asked for wisdom and a heart of understanding, and then the Lord added riches and wealth to what he asked for. And the Lord said, I have enlarged your heart in a dream. He woke up to become a man with an enlarged heart. In a dream. You see, if you're not taking advantage or making the most of your dream life, there are some things that will never happen physically. A man slept. He had an encounter in a dream. Alright? And he woke up to become a wise man. <laughs> And that's why you have to guard your heart with all diligence. Don't let the devil seep terrible thoughts into that inner consciousness. You know why? If you get it there, nothing can stop it here. I can tell you testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies of the things I caught there. And when I woke up, it became a reality. Why should the devil be talking to you in dreams? Why should you be seeing demons in dreams? When you left their domain many years ago, you are born again now. Why? Because we're giving the devil a place. That's the reason. Amen. Do you know it's possible to sleep this night and encounter God and you wake up a transformed person you wake up and some things are just outrightly, totally changed in your life. You know it's possible? Solomon slept. Before he slept, he slept a foolish man. And then woke up, what? A wise man. 
Because you see, the wisdom he had then was natural wisdom. Compared to the wisdom God gave him. That was foolishness. I mean, he just woke up and his heart was enlarged. Not physical heart. His capacity for knowledge. And he began to judge. Accurately. In his dream. Look at Jacob. He had a dream, right? He slept on a rocky pillow and had a dream. He saw the heavens open, a ladder touching the earth, reaching onto the heavens. Angels ascending and descending. The voice of God came to him. And he woke up from that place with the consciousness of the blessing of Abraham. He went into Laban's house that way. All right? With all the cunningness and all the wickedness of Laban, Jacob spoiled him. Many of you are going to Lagos after school. Lagos is Laban's house. For you to get in there and bring out something tangible, you must have a dream. You must have an encounter with God in the realm of the spirit. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. If you see a man standing like this, you think he's standing alone? Huh? <laughs> Standing with the backing of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. From this day forward, be smart. Be wise. Don't allow the enemy during your day pollute your mind with dirty things and then you dream. Some people dream and, you know, they will roll from the bed and fall down on the floor. <laughs> Jacking all the time. Why? Can't you sleep and sleep well? Say, I can. Say it again. Say, I can. The Lord gives me sleep. He gives me sleep. My dream life. Lift up your right hand. Say it with some boldness. Say, my dream life. From this day forward. It's a place of divine communication. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know in a vision, God can show you people that are already waiting to help you. Read Acts of the Apostles chapter 9. In a vision, God showed Saul. Alright, Ananias is coming to lay hands on you. Alright, in a vision, the Lord showed brother Ananias and said, there's a brother, he described where he was. Alright, he said, you will go and lay hands on that brother that he may receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Alright? Now, how did he know where Saul was? You think dream life is just a time, oh, 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 oh. your body is resting, or your spirit is receiving from God. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. And let me say this as we close. You remember Nebuchadnezzar? He had a dream, forgot the dream, all right? Could not remember the dream anymore. Woke up 
and he wanted someone to tell him the dream he had and then give the interpretation that he had forgotten and he called the astrologers the magicians and all of them he said they should produce the dream or else he would destroy all of them all right then daniel went to the lord and prayed and then the lord revealed the exact dream to daniel and gave the interpretation your ninth season is vital you don't know you have to know now it's so important and then daniel said something very remarkable listen to this he said oh king when you your head fell on your pillow a thought of the future came to you and as you were meditating on the thought of what the future holds you began a dream amen hallelujah now hear this this is this is key please it's very key if you will guard your heart with all diligence all right your dream life will be instructive did you hear that your dream life will be instructive let me tell you something if you are an IT or software developer here all right you are a problem solver in your dream life you should get solutions you should sleep and then you wake up and say I know what to do now I'm never gonna say what I'm saying here you just know what to do you know the things to connect together and get the right answer if you will guard your heart with all diligence, your dream life will be instructive. From this day forward, I speak into your life your dream life will be so full of productive things in the name of Jesus at night you will see clearly you will see in the morning you'll be guarded and led by the inner witness in the name of Jesus at night through dreams and visions the Lord will lead you remember Israel at night there was a pillar of what fire during the day they were led by what a pillar of cloud do you know dreams and visions are the pillars of fire to lead you by night You wake up in the morning, there's fresh instruction. You go during the day, the Lord is still guiding you. Inner witness, the still small voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. You sleep at night, the Lord is still instructing you. Your reigns instructing you in the night season.
What a blessing. Why should you be on a job for years until you are frustrated before you now say, Oh Lord, what would you have me do? Hey, Lord have mercy. You should have seen something ahead that I know I'm going to be here for the next two years. After two years, I'm leaving this place. That's the way it should be. And I'm going to walk here for the next seven years. After seven years, psh, Let me say this, alright? For the bulk of young people that are here, I want to beseech you by the mercy of God, don't waste your youthfulness. Alright? Don't waste it. Do you know, for many of us right now, we're just getting prepared for destiny at 22, some 21, some 25, some 26, some 30. At 12, Jesus was already teaching in the synagogue. At 12. So, you see, for some of you here, you have to redeem the time. Alright? Some of you, you need a knock on the head to think straight. You're still busy with home videos and you sit down with wasting. You say, well, I have so much time. I want to while away some time. I just want to while away some time. You're whiling away time. Lord have mercy. You don't have time to while away. Time is meant to be redeemed. Time is precious. You buy it back. You don't waste it. At 30, Jesus was ready for destiny. He launched into destiny. Many of us at 30, we are still asking questions. Lord, what would you have me do? What does that tell you? You have to be more diligent than Jesus. Yeah. That's what it means. And grace is sufficient. Paul got born again at 40. Did you hear me? He got saved at 40. And then he looked back. <laughs> he said, Lord, so I have been wasting my life. And then he doubled up. Amen. Amen. Paul said, if you put all the apostles before him, the apostles of the Lamb, all of them, you put them together. He said, he labored more than all of them. He says, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. If you knew that you've wasted time, some of you think you are, you are still very young. If you knew you had wasted time, you wouldn't be living your life this way. Many of us will double up, all right? And kick out, please don't waste your life. Tap your neighbor and say, what are you doing with your life? Tap another person and say, what are you doing with your life? Thank you. God bless you. Amen. This is a special meeting. Did I stay this long last week? May the Lord have mercy on you. Amen. I know you are doing your job and um, the board of elders directed you. <laughs> Praise God.
but I'm under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So please let him move. God is talking to somebody here. Who is that person? Shout hallelujah. Amen. And that's what God is said to do. Please, I want you to get a notepad. Get a notepad. Alright? And then get a pen. Put it beside your pillow. When you wake up, write them down. Write the vision. Make it plain. The Bible says, it is yet for an appointed time. It will happen. It will not tarry. Even if it looks like it's tarry, it says wait for it. Because there's an appointed time to every vision. I told you the one I, you know, God showed me for two years. All right. First year, it was as though it was not going to happen. Because I don't go to the place. I don't go to camp. And I was just wondering in my head. I said, well, God, you are truthful. You are, you are holy. You are faithful. <laughs> I don't know how we can meet but I believe you anyway. But we met supernaturally. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. The vision is yet for an appointed time. Beloved, you have to stand up now. Alright? Please, I beseech you by the message of God. Your vine is very tender. You don't need little foxes. Did you hear that? Tell your neighbor, say your vine is very tender. Beware of little foxes. Yeah, they destroy the vine. Your vine is tender. Alright? It's just like um, maize that is just growing and then you release goats. How long will it take? They will finish it. Lift up your hands towards heaven. I'm beginning to speak right now. Lord, I yield myself to fulfill your dream for my life, your plan for me. I refuse to waste away. I refuse to allow the devil deceive me and get me trapped down. Never. Never. I'm a proper child. I'm a proper child. I'm a proper child. I have a destiny. I'm a proper child. Potiphar's wife, get out of my way. 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 Potiphar's wife, get out of my way. I am going up there. The throne is where I belong. The throne is where I belong. The throne is where I belong. In the name of Jesus. I will not waste away my precious life that God has invested into me as a gift. Lord, I yield myself. It's time for you to open up and say, Lord, it's time to fulfill all that you have for me. I will not allow anything that is of the wicked one slip into my inner consciousness. I will guard my heart with all diligence because I know out of it that the issues of life, your grace is sufficient for me. I lay hold on that grace. I take it by faith. In the name of Jesus. I have a destiny. I have a destiny. God has a great plan for me. I will keep my inner consciousness. 
I will guard it jealously. I will guard it meticulously.